Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Well, it's good to be back home again. I've missed y'all. I was looking, it was two years ago when I was last here in this very same month. And um, wow, I was excited to hear the report that Brother Murphy gave about $5,000 being received from this church alone for the hurricane. And then I got unexcited because I was heard it was for the Hurricane Harvey. I was in Irma. And I thought, wow, they're going to give me $5,000 for surviving Hurricane Irma. But it was all depleted right, right there before my face. Whenever this um, water, when the water is gone, I'm finished preaching. There's some backup. I tell you, people thought I was thirsty this morning. <laughs> but I do thank the Lord uh, for, speaking of the hurricane, for keeping me safe. And uh, I know y'all prayed for me because I felt the power of the prayer. And uh, it was um, just two weeks ago, this past Friday, that there was a mandatory evacuation. So I had to, as they say, get out of Dodge and um, pack up my stuff. And I, I, before I left the house, I boarded up all of the windows and I began to put things of value up high, like I put my guitar on top of the bed and then a little bit higher, I put my 12 seasons of gun smoke didn't want, didn't, hey, listen, I said a value. Put them up. I told my sister Margie, we're both gun smoke buffs. I said, I put my gun smoke on top of my bed. She said, well, can't you go a little higher with it? All right, well, I'll put it up here on the dresser then. So anyway, got ready, and I took off to Arkansas. The pastor had been uh, texting me and saying, we'd love to have you come to Gentry. This is our nine-year anniversary of being a church here. And um, they, in nine years, they've grown to about 150 on a Sunday morning. And um, they're doing a great job, and they wanted me to be there. He wanted me to be there for their uh, celebration and to just be a surprise to the people. Nobody knew that I was coming but him and his wife. And, and I thought, I'll be smart. I'm not going to take 75 or 95 because it, everybody else was trying to get out of Dodge, too, and it was just bumper to bumper. I said, I'll take the long way around. I'll go I-10 to Mobile, get a room, and then drive on in the next day. You know how many other people had that same idea? <laughs> bumper to bumper. Got to Mobile. There was, I felt like Mary carrying Jesus. There was no room in the inn. I couldn't, couldn't buy a room. So I finally had to drive on at 2 o'clock in the morning. I got a room in Laurel, Mississippi. Drove on up there and preached for them that morning. And then come on back home uh, Friday, I believe it was. And when I came home, I came home to destruction. There were, uh, in my neighborhood alone, there were trees down. There were fences. My neighbor's fences blew down. My neighbor's tree blew down. Uh, my neighbor had uh, 
uh, water to blow up underneath the roof um, with that strong of winds and there was leaks in their house and everything else and I came home to my home and I looked at my windows all boarded up and and before I left that morning I went out with a can of red spray paint and I put Psalms 91 on there saying nothing no harm shall come to my house I came home every tree was up every fence was up no no nothing done with my house it was it was God. I mean, there was not one blade of grass out of place. Everything was perfect in my house. I want to tell you there are benefits. I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God. There are benefits in serving the Lord and giving him what is his. Amen. I just thank God for, for that. And I thank you, like I said, for your prayers and everything. And, um, uh, God has certainly been good to me, and it's good to see all of y'all again, and to um, uh, get to it. And somebody told me, said it's a lot better to be seen than it is to be viewed. <laughs> Amen. And I'm glad to see you this morning. Amen, brother and sister Murphy. I tell you what, I just love them. <clears throat> they're they're like my mom and dad, and I, I appreciate them so much. How long y'all been married? 65 years in December. Man, that is unheard of anymore. A lot of people good to make it six years. Amen. They've made it 65. <laughs> Heard about a, a wife that talked her husband into going to her 20th year um, school reunion, high school reunion. He didn't want to go, but he didn't know nobody there. And she finally talked him in. So they went, and this man came in drunk. And he drank the whole time they were there, and they left. And on the way home, he said, who was that drunk? Said, well, he and I were engaged to be married, and I broke it off from him. And they said from that moment on, he began to drink. And for the past 20 years, he had done nothing but drink. And her husband said, my lands, how can one man celebrate that many years? <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Oh, goodness. If you have your Bibles, and I'm sorry I did not get these scriptures up to you guys. I'll do, uh, I'm going to try to do better this week. I'm going to read you a story as you're going to 1 Peter, the 5th chapter. 1 Peter, the 5th chapter. There's a story about a woman who lived in India, and she had a pet snake. It was a python and he was 12 feet long. Now, <clears throat> I'm just going to stop right here, and I'm going to tell you, I am not a snake lover, okay? And I agree with a lot of people who say the only good snake is a dead snake. And um, I, I'm not scared of snakes. Whenever I come up on them, they startle me for the moment, and then I'm like, oh, it's just you. But, um, I, you know... I'm not going to invite a snake to come into my home, and especially one that is a python that is 12 feet long. Now, if you are a snake lover and this offends you, get over it. But anyway, this woman had a 12-foot-long python. He was very healthy, but one day her pet snake stopped eating 
the lack of appetite in the snake continued over a few weeks. In desperation, the woman tried everything, so she finally took him to a vet. The vet listened to the woman carefully and said, Well, let me ask you, does your snake sleep with you? Oh, yes, yes, every night. Does the snake stretch itself full length beside you? She said, yes, he has started doing that. The woman was surprised whenever he said, Ma'am, your snake is not sick. He's preparing to eat you. Every time he's hugging you and stretching himself out beside you, he is sizing you up. And he is preparing himself for the attack. And yes, he is not eating in order to have enough space to digest you easily. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, who is who? The devil. What's he doing? As a roaring lion, seeking about, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. This morning, I've come to tell you, the devil is sizing you up and is wanting and planning to devour you. But praise be to God, Jesus Christ uh, paid the price to where that you and I can resist the devil and he must flee from us. Amen. The devil would like nothing better than to destroy you. I want to tell you who the devil is. He is your enemy. Thank you, Brother Murphy. He is your enemy. Amen. He is sizing you up, wanting to devour you. He comes for three things, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, this scripture said, as a roaring lion. It did not say that he is a roaring lion. It said, as a roaring lion. I'm thankful that the devil has been defeated. Now, in the jungle, there is what we call the king of the jungle. He's the biggest, the loudest, the strongest lion that there is. And whenever that big, strong king gets old, he loses his claws, he loses his teeth, and he's left with only one thing, and that's a roar. So the young lions use him. They place him in a place and then they get over here in the bushes. And when the prey comes along, the lion roars with his mighty roar and sends the prey right into the clutches of the young lions that will kill and destroy him and eat him. That old lion, if the the, the prey only knew that the old lion had no teeth left, that the old lion had no claws left. If they only knew that he was a toothless, clawless, weak lion, they would have ran toward him instead of running away. Listen to me. Whenever Jesus went to hell, he took authority from the devil. He declawed him 
pulled his teeth and made him a snaggle tooth and left him with nothing but a roar. He took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave and he left the devil with nothing but a roar. And the devil roars. He continues to roar at us. But as a child, a blood-bought child of God, the devil can only roar. He cannot destroy you because you belong to the Most High God. Amen. How does the devil roar at you? Well, he whispers things in your ear. I'm going to kill you. He roars at you. I'm going to take your kids. Some of y'all said take them. I'm tired of them. No, I'm just kidding. He'll roar at you. I'm going to take your kids. I'm going to take your husband or your wife. He'll roar at you. I'm going to take your health. I'm going to take your wealth. He will roar. But children of God, you don't have to listen. You can tell him like James 4 and 7 to get behind you. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Too many today assist the devil instead of resist the devil. Amen. But you've got to learn how to resist the devil and the Bible says tell him to get behind you we've all talked about how the devil as a roaring lion but now let's talk about seeking whom he everybody say may seeking whom he may devour now you got to understand the definition of may is to express the possibility of May is to express the possibility of it may rain. You may go outside and play. Listen to me. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. May is a permissive word. You have to give permission to the devil to devour you. Seeking whom he may devour. What would you think if somebody came up to you and asked this question? May I kill you? Everybody say, you may not. <laughs> may I kill you? See, I got a 38 in the drawer beside my bed. Yes, I do trust Jesus. That is just my backup. And I do know how to use it. May I kill you? No, you may not. What if they came up to your parents and said, May I steal your children? You may not. May I steal your spouse? You may not. Well, may I tap into your bank account? You may not. May I? You may not. The answer to all of those may I questions is no. You may not have my kids. You may not have my spouse, my health, 
my wealth, my bank account. No, no, no. Church, are you getting this this morning? The devil whispers in your ear, you're not a child of God. You are unworthy. That's his job. But the Bible says that he is the accuser of the brethren. In Revelation 12, you, you, the next time the devil comes at you with all of this and see during the hurricane, and it was the worst we've had, he began to whisper in my ear, Hurricane Irma is going to either flood your house, and I don't have flood insurance. I have insurance, but not flood insurance. Or he said, Hurricane Irma is going to blow your house away. And I'm like, devil, you may huff and you may puff, but you may not have my house. You may not. Did you read the notice I put on my house? Psalms 91, you shall not come nigh my dwelling. You may not. And church, it's time to stand up on your feet when the devil whispers all of these things, these accusations, and you need to say, you may not. You may not. Hallelujah. Revelation 12, 10, and 11. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused him them, that's us, before our God. How often does he do this? Day and night. And they, everybody say we, overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they were not, and they loved not their lives unto the death. No, he made not. He's whispered to you of what he's going to do to you, and you're here this morning, and you're wondering, oh my Lord, what am I going to do when that happens? It don't have to happen. You need to stand up in righteous indignation and tell the devil where to get off and tell the devil, no, you may not. You may not do this. You may not do that. I am a blood-bought child of God. Hallelujah. Tell him, you can't take, you can't take my wealth. Because I'm a tithe payer. Now, I don't know what y'all are going to do if you ain't a tithe payer, but I am a tithe payer. I've been paying tithes since I was old enough to know that one penny out of every dime was not mine. It belonged to God. Can I get an amen? amen. Psalms, the 91st chapter. Psalms 91. Start at verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How many is abiding there this morning? I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and in Him will I trust. Surely He shall devour, deliver thee from the snare of of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers 
and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Did you get that? He'll cover you with his feathers and he'll place you under his wings. Amen. When I was in school, if the kids would call me a chicken because I wouldn't do drugs and I wouldn't drink and everything. They say, you're just chicken. I say, that's right. I am a chicken. I am covered by the feathers of God and I'm under his wings. Amen. Call me a chicken all you want to. Amen. Nor shall thou be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrows that flyeth by day. I don't understand Christians who are afraid of this and afraid. I really don't. I don't. I, maybe I ain't got enough sense to be scared. But I am not a fearful person. I have common sense. Amen. I don't stop. If I can help it, I don't stop in a, a dark place at night to get gasoline. I try to gas up before it gets dark. I try to use common sense. Amen. But I refuse to live my life in fear. I don't shake at the things that go boom in the night. Amen. Kind of like Smith Wigglesworth. I love him. I told you all this before. I was reading his book where, where he was sleeping. And the bed began to violently shake. And it shook about a foot away from the wall. And he woke up. And he saw where it was. And he said, oh, it's just you, devil. He said, I resist you in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. He said, no, wait, wait. Put it back. And the bed shook and went back up against the wall again. That's the kind of faith that you and I need to have. Amen. We don't need to be fearful because we are covered by his feathers and under his wings we are protected. Amen. Let's read verse 5 again. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. What is a habitation? A place where you live. Do you dwell with the Lord? There shall no evil befall thee. Listen to this. This is why I put that scripture on my wall. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. And Hurricane Irma was a plague, I'm telling you. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against the stone, thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. An adder is a snake. The young lion and the dragon thou shalt also trample under feet. Can I tell you, the devil does not belong on your back, whispering in your ear. He belongs under your feet, according to Psalms 91. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me. And God said, I will answer him. I will be with him when? In trouble. I will what? Deliver him 
and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That is a lot of promises for the child of God right there. So let the devil come to you and say, I'm going to devour you. I'm sizing you up. Let me say this. Every time you give in to the devil, every time you give in to the devil, he's just sizing you up a little bit more. He's just seeking a little bit harder to devour you. Every time you stay home, you distance yourself from church. Every time you do stuff like that, he is sizing you up. And I want to tell you something. With all the junk that is going on in the world today, we've got earthquakes. I mean, a lot of earthquakes. We've got fires at one end of the United States burning up everything. We've got floods. We've got hurricanes. Every disaster you can think of is happening on this earth and all at once. And if you don't believe that the Lord is coming back soon, you're living in la-la land somewhere because Jesus Christ is getting ready to come. And the place I want to be the most of is in church with his people. I want to be where there is there is power. There's power in multitudes. Amen. I don't want to forsake my myself from coming to church. Amen. Can I get a witness this morning? There's no place I'd rather be than in the presence of God. Well, do you have to be in a church to do that? No, I'm in my car and I feel the presence of God. I'm in the basement this week. I feel the presence of God. The presence of God is wherever you are. Amen. But he also said not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You need to be in church. You need to hear the word of God. You need to be in his presence. You need to be drawing nearer and nearer to God as the time is drawing nigh. Amen. Once again, 1 Peter 5, 9 through 11. Whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory. And dominion forever and ever. So, this morning, my prayer is that you learn to stand on your feet. And the next time the devil comes and says all his junk, you tell him, no. You may not. But at the same time, you don't need to be sleeping with the devil. <laughs> oh, wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> what does that mean? You don't need to be rubbing elbows with him. Amen. You need to be able, I mean, whenever I prayed over my house, I didn't have to go catch up on some back tithing. Hello. Why does that keep coming up this morning? I don't know. 
I didn't have to, I was paid up, ready to go up. I didn't have to go off in the corner and pray through, as we say. Didn't have to go ask somebody to forgive me. I was ready. And I came before the throne of God boldly. And I asked him to take care of my stuff. And he did just that. And the devil whispers in our, in our ears every day what he's going to do. What he's going to do. And I would to God that every one of you would get enough boldness about you to stand up and put your foot down and say, you may not. Everybody say that with me. You may not. Say, devil, you may not. Devil, you may stand up. Stand up. This time say, devil, you may not, and say it with authority and put your foot down. Come on. Devil, you may not. Say it one more time. Devil, you may not. You may not, devil. You may not do this. You may not do that. You may not steal this. You may not take this. And you may not. Seeking whom he may devour. You have to give him permission. Permission to do to you what he wants to do. And I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to give the devil permission to do anything to me or to my family and my loved ones. He may not, and I say it with authority, devil, you may not. In the name of Jesus, you may not. Amen. This morning I'm going to give the the band to break, and, and if y'all would just play something, I, wa- I, want, I want us, it's 10 minutes till lunch, so we're fine. I want us to find a place. First of all, I want you to bow your heads. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you gave me revelation knowledge on this scripture to let me know And to let your people know who the devil is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you've let your people know this morning that he may not devour us. He may not still kill or destroy us because we are blood-bought child of God. Hallelujah. And Father, I'm asking you right now that if there are any here that have strayed from you. They have gone back on you. They no longer serve you with the fervency that they used to. They've slacked off in their church attendance, slacked off in their living and their giving. I'm asking you now through your loving, merciful kindness that you would draw them that you would draw them. And however many are here this morning and you feel the Lord wooing you in his love, he's speaking to you this morning. I'm asking you to please 
step out and come forward and let Pastor Ken and I pray with you. We love you. We don't want to see anyone go to hell. We want to all be up there in heaven together. But if you've strayed and or you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, I want you to come up here and we're going to pray with you. You say, I, I'm just too embarrassed. I want to tell you something. Jesus Christ hung openly in public naked on a cross so that you could have this opportunity this morning. I do not believe in that. Just ask the Lord right there where you stand. No, you need to come. If Jesus Christ did that for you publicly, you can do this for him publicly. And say, here I am. I am, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of Jesus Christ. Are you here? How many would come up this morning and say, that's me? That's me. If you need someone to go with you, just take them by the hand and say, will you come with me? That's all right. Pastor, I really do feel the Lord is dealing with people. I cannot make you. I can't scare you into heaven. But if I could scare you out of hell into heaven, I would. So I'm just going to give a general altar call this morning and this is it I want everyone that hath breath and if you are physically able to kneel I want us to make this old fashioned I want us to come to the front right now just start stepping out come up here find a place at these front chairs or the altar and let's just talk to the Lord Let's just have a good talk. And if you have just kind of gone back on him, well, then just slip on up here and ask him to forgive you and to help you from this day forward because that's what he's willing to do. He's willing to do that just for you. Hallelujah.